where we left off last time. The boy opens the door and screams, thinking it was his mother, when in fact it was his father, yelling at him for playing video games late at night and not doing his homework. And then, and the boy yells back at his father, saying to get out. He shuts the door. He goes back to his video games. And as he's about to make to beat that super impossible level, the power cuts out. We're back again for Halloween. It's the Night Shift Bandit. Punting the clock. Yes, that clock is very fearful. I'm scared of it. Of me. Wow, you <laughs> sound so frightened. I am very frightened. Yo, the power went out. Damn, I'm, I'm the suspense, yo, the suspense. Yo. Yeah, because you oh. never know who's gonna turn. Joker said it only takes one bad day. That, well, that would I, be a bad day, especially if you didn't save. Yeah, yeah like oh, if you didn't save before that, like you just jump right into it and the power cuts out. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. It's like you're alone in your room in the dark. I'm sorry. Like, I love my little brother. He is the best brother ever. But mm -hmm. I remember when we were younger, he used to save over my Kingdom Hearts uh, save slots. He would Fuck always that. save over, because I would always have the top slot. Mm -hmm. And he would just keep hitting X and just save over my stuff. I'm like, bro, stop that. <laughs> See, my brother didn't do that. My youngest brother, anyway. Yeah. And, um... He, uh... Whenever he tried to save, it was... He always found, like, a space that was just, like, randomly off somewhere else. And he was super <laughs> young, too. So it was like, how do you even know how to do this? What are you doing? <laughs> but he yeah. would find some, like, random save. So I would be going through my saves, and I'd randomly come across... What is this? <laughs> Only played for like five minutes. Nice. <laughs> but hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Night Shift Bandits Spooky Podcast. Um, it's me, your boy Zach. And I have here my fellow bandits. Master Honored Thomas. Oh, damn. Um. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting on somebody else to say something I did. I know that one person's not in. Right. Um, um, Turtle Collector, Joe Kimes. <laughs> you got OPT in the building. What up? What up? Here he is again. Awkward, autistically awkward ace degenerate. Spry Bry, the cool guy. How y'all doing today? Just to let you guys know, I'm keeping all those awkward silences in. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did the job right, so I'm fine with this. Oh, yeah, I, I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thomas, for being on point today. No problem. I mean, I mean it's it's Zach, Thomas, Brian, me, then Joe. That's how yeah. it's going. It's, it's, oh, it's, you're, it's, so you're blaming Brian. Is that what this is? I mean, uh -huh. not blaming him, but I just, you know, I, that's what I'm used to. <laughs> Like, I'm not blaming him, but I'm blaming him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
thanks for clicking on our magnificent podcast. I mean, our spooky podcast. This is October. But just to go ahead and get some housekeeping out the way. Just want to thank you guys for coming. But please, 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 please subscribe and follow us at the Night Shift Bandits on all social media platforms. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, TikTok, all that good stuff. Twitter, even. Um, definitely, please, if you wish to support us, we got a Patreon at the Night Shift Bandits. If you want to donate monthly, a GoFundMe if you want to donate in one lump sum. But hey, we also have another podcast called Perspectives Discussions, where we definitely go ahead and talk about love, life, relationships, and of course, the culture. And of course, you can find that anywhere you get your podcast from. And of course, that's available on all social media platforms as well. Uh, today, we're just going to talk about scary now. Yes, yes, you heard me. Scary people, places, and or things. Thank you for defining nouns. No problem. You know, I, I feel like there's some people out there who don't know what nouns are. Scary so, nouns. I really wish you could have seen my face because there was no humor at all. It <laughs> was just straight. Wow. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, that's true. That's true. And no, I don't mean people from other countries who don't understand English. No, I'm, I'm talking about like 45-year-old people yeah. who have awesome. college degrees. Don't know what a noun is, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. But anyway, we're gonna go ahead and talk about scary nouns and just have some fun talking about scary nouns. No, not scary verbs today or adjectives. Scary noun. What so, would be a scary adjective? Ooh. So that's something describing a noun. Um <laughs> oh god. Chunky? That's peanut butter. Yeah. Or someone's so, body going I mean, through Chunky a stage. It's really scary, though. Yeah. Chunky I is like. I mean, I guess if you're talking about like chunky flesh or something like that. That sounds so nasty. Chunky flesh. Chunky flesh. But eh, I don't know. I don't know. But anywho, um. I, who wants to go first? Or should I start off? Or what's up? I guess I'll go. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I guess I'll go. Mm-hmm. All right. Go for so, it. Um, my scary nouns are. Uh, so, I want to give a quick shout out and a special shout out to Mother Miranda from Resident Evil 8, who has like the most badass and scary final form I've seen in the Resident Evil game for a while. And I haven't liked a character or a creature design that much since Nemesis. Like what does her design look like? Uh, actually, oh, I'm sorry. I did not bring it up here. Um, so, of course, for our listeners at the house, look up Mother Miranda. I believe you look up, pull up Mother Miranda final form. You should be able to find her. At least find the form I'm talking about. Uh, but let me, for, for you guys, I'm pull it up because this final form like she's based off of uh crows right mm-hmm. and she has like a lot of feathers she has like a lot of uh a lot of gothic imagery actually i'll send two photos this one where she's all up in your face and then you got this one Which is her whole body. 
I'll put it I'll put it in the chat if you guys want to check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Um That is a very interesting design. Yeah. It's a very great design in my opinion. Like when you're fighting her and the way she flows and everything is very graceful, but she's also about to kill you. <laughs> so you can't be mesmerized by it. Um, it was yeah. a pretty fun boss fight too. Pretty good boss fight. Um and of course you know, the leader to give you that Sephiroth really feel. Good. You said what? Trying to give you that Sephiroth feel, but it's just black and white. His was yeah, kind of. Yeah, like it's a very like they straight went straight up gothic with her final form. Like this is straight up like I'm evil type of form, like design. Like it's simple, but I don't think it's too simple. Like it doesn't mix up for like in her. In the way she looks like with her long arms, her long fingers, her face, the symbol behind her, her wing. I think she definitely makes up for it. Oh, and I found her um, when she uses her wings as like a, a spider legs. Because mm -hmm. she tends to do that too. I'll send that to you guys. I was actually wondering if she was going to be like some sort of spider type thing. But you said crow. Yeah, like she's okay. So her original design is based off crows. So those okay. are like essentially feathers. And then, of course, the way she teleports and um, walks around, not walks around, but, like, the way she moves around sometimes, she bursts into a murder of crows. Oh. So she's trying to kill you. Oh, uh, she's trying to murder you with a murder. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. And I'll show her human form um, and, like, how she looks in her traditional garb. Which is, you see more of the crow in that, to be honest with you. Because it's more blatant. And yes, based off her garb, she is the leader of an actual cult. I mean, I was I was looking at that, and she has ten wings behind her. Or those, nope, those are ten wings. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. She looks creepy. Real creepy. Real creepy. Yeah. This is uh, Lady D's boss, so... She's the one who gave her her powers. Gave her the, those D's, huh? Gave her those D's. She definitely threw those some D's, D's on that bitch. That's what she definitely <laughs> did. She definitely <laughs> threw those, some D's on that bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I love this character design. Like she's such a good villain. And she only yeah. had a short time in the series, and she's already let the impact with a lot of us. So, um, next, I just want to go ahead and talk about Mummies Alive. Which was an amazing show from childhood. Yes, it was, amazing. it was an amazing 90s show. It's one of those shows that didn't last long. It only lasted 42 episodes. But Not too, too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. Not too you bad. could tell it was like about selling the toys. But the show was so good that... It just didn't need the toy sales for me. But that's me. I'm not a businessman. Mm. But the character designs in this, like the fact that you have a group of mummies who are essentially Power Rangers. <laughs> I mean, not even essentially Power Ranger. They were Power Rangers. They were yeah. mystical power. Actually, never mind. They were Power Rangers. <laughs> no, no. They were Power Rangers Turbo in particular. Oh, yeah. They had, they had vehicles. And they a had kid. vehicles and a kid who also got powers. 
who also got powers, who was essentially Ramsey's, what, like the reincarnation or his I descendant? Th I think it was one of the two. I couldn't remember if he was just like a reincarnation, uh, avatar, or descendant. It yeah, was one of those. Somehow he was related to uh, Ramsey's. And, you know, these group of mummies who were Ramsey's loyal servants. Mm hmm. Just was like, yo, we gotta beat this guy named Scarab. He's evil. And he used to be, as with all great um, stories like this, he used to be your uh, right hand guy. Really, he used to serve you. Now he's evil. He's trying to get your throne. So we gotta go fight him. So, and the, I remember the cast of characters being great. Um, I was in love. I had a crush on, like, the, uh, the girl mummy. And who didn't? Yeah, who didn't? Her name was Nefertina. She was voiced by Cree Summer. Of course she was voiced by Cree Summer. And of I knew course, that before going to IMDb. Of course she was voiced by Cree Summer. Jeez. Mm -hmm. I mean, a female animated character uh, in the 90s. She got. I'm pretty sure she's just coasting on the rest of her life because of all the uh, voice acting that she's done. I mean, she can if she wanted to. Probably. But, she's you know. Absolutely amazing voice actress. Like, do they get. Do voice actors get royalties from their roles? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. If they sign that paperwork, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, voice. Some voice acting companies and studios in general are kind of shady, so I don't know. Right, right, right. That's something to look into. Hopefully, I hope they do. But yeah, like that show was amazing. And yeah, I always get ecstatic when I hear someone mention Mummies Alive. Because that way I know I'm not the only one who watched that show. Yeah. And I was telling you all uh, off mic, but I just had a Lyft driver who brought that up in conversation to me randomly. We weren't even talking about cartoons. <sighs> it was just great. I wish I had him as my Lyft driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was a real cool dude. Nice. Actually, oh, that was my Lyft driver from your place when uh, last Monday. Oh, really? So yeah. I was close to having that, to having that <laughs> conversation about you were, you were so close. If you didn't stay at your house, it was like coming over to my place with me. Yeah, you would have had the conversation, too. Oh, man. Oh. Uh. Oh, well. I was so close, but it was so far. Yeah. But anywho, um, next thing's next. I'm talking about my new favorite movie, The Stuff. <laughs> so look, right? I, again, stuff. Joe knows this, but again, to say this often, I can say it publicly. Mm -hmm. Joe is like my new favorite person because he recommended that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Stuff is such a good movie. Like, it's a goofy... What is it? 80s, right? 80s movie. Yeah, like 83, 84? Yeah, like early 80s. And you can see it. You can definitely see it. Yeah. And when I tell you, like, the movie's still creepy. Like, it has some nice creep factors in it. But it's so goofy. Like, I'm sorry. I can't get over how they did my boy Chocolate Chip Charlie. I can't either, man. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, it's a dude Chocolate named Chocolate Chip Charlie. Right, right, right. Chocolate yeah. Chip Charlie. Triple C. Is he black? 
Yes, he's what do you, black. I was going to say, what do you think, Thomas? I, I no, was going to think that he might have been Puerto Rican. I don't know. You know what? Thomas, <laughs> come on, bro. <laughs> really? Chocolate chip. Charlie. Okay. That, that was just, wow, that's wrong. I can see if it was like fried ice cream Ricky or some shit, but <laughs> come on now. Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, so I went to IMDb, and just so the audience knows, it was 1985 that the stuff came out. Um, Garrett Morris was Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yes. And if you know who Garrett Morris is, you can already imagine that character. I'm thinking that this dude is, is one of the goofiest dudes in the entire movie. And you'll be fucking right. <laughs> He's doing kung fu and everything. Haven't hey. seen the movie. Haven't no, seen it. No, 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 no. Thomas. Actually, I'm, I'm gonna test you real quick, Thomas. Let me test you. How do you think? What, how do you think his first scene went? <laughs> his first scene? Yeah. I'm thinking that he was doing something. Someone came around. He stopped doing what he was doing to talk to them and was loud and boisterous. Probably gambling. You know what? You're close. Actually. Wow. So. The main guy is walking in the scene, right? This, pretty much this guy's like a southern James Bond. This guy. And yes, I do mean that. He's a southern James Bond. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, He's walking down the street. Like a ninja. Charlie just comes out of the car and attacks this man. Doing kung fu. Being loud Indeed. and boisterous. <laughs> I have not seen this movie. <laughs> See, this, this is what people mean when they say typecast. Yes. And the, literally, this guy, the main guy is like, you must be Chocolate Chip Charlie. And when me and my friend was watching it, we were like, wait, what? Why did this white guy call him Chocolate Chip Charlie? That's kind of racist. Like, oh, no, that's his actual name. Oh, his parents named him Chocolate Chip Charlie. Oh, no, he, he had. I think he had like a uh uh. Did he have like a business and yeah, the stuff ran his business out of uh, well, yeah. He, so what happened? Business because the stuff. Yeah, he had like a little mom and pop shop that actually ran through his family for generations. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know the stuff just eliminated his business. Tragic. So, so when you think yeah, about talking yeah, maybe he was selling cookies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, he used to do cookies. Cool. <laughs> that's him what I and, thought. Him and uh, what? What no, was that? Ahead. What was that company? Uh, with the old dude on the on the picture. It was a cookie company. Cookie I feel like I should know what you're talking Famous about. Famous Amos. Ah, okay. Granny's cookies. No, Peppermint Farm. <laughs> oh, I was talking about Famous Amos. Peppermint oh. Farms remembers. Pepper's Farm does remember. That's why I don't. But yeah, so got Chocolate Chip Charlie. You got the main Southern guy. I forget his name, but he, again, when I say he's like a uh, Southern James Bond, this man is always wearing suits. He always has like the best one-liner somehow, some way. He got the girl, of course. And on top of that, it's like he has an answer for everything. Okay, so I'm guessing that's David. Yeah, that's probably David. Okay. 
I, I, I am learning too much about this movie already. I, I'm picking it apart and haven't seen it. <laughs> hey, look. This movie's on YouTube. Check it out. <laughs> you can literally right. watch it on YouTube now, everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> not, not now. Like, do it I after. Mean, like, not now. Listen like, us. After but, you finish yeah. listening to us, but, you know, after you listen, finish listening to us, you can watch it. But this movie is, is great. Oh, and I, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention the kid who acts like he's an action hero. Like, a lot of his lines are just too mature for a kid his age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Like, this kid literally, like, sits in a chair and just confidently talks shit to the villain. Like, what? Yes, he does. He does. He's a badass kid. Like, this is the kid that tells his family, like, yo, don't eat the stuff. He actually goes on a tirade to destroy the stuff in a grocery store. Like, this man flips over chairs, bottles that has the stuff on it. He flips over, like, like the pyramid. You know, like, the pyramid that uh, grocery stores make with their merchandise? Unfortunately, I am very familiar with that after working in Dominic. Yeah, they that did that with the stuff. He, he, he knocked those down. Oh, I, okay. Um, yes, First, he did. that's a dick move. The <laughs> amount of time that people put into that because they are forced to is unnecessary. I'm glad <laughs> they stopped doing that. <laughs> um, also, he knocks stuff out of a kid's hand and yeah. the kid cries. <laughs> Black kid, is that? <laughs> Uh, but actually, I'm, I'm gonna test you again. I'm gonna test you again. Okay. So, how many people do you think in that grocery store it took for them to stop this kid? <laughs> Four. Sixteen. <laughs> Shut your ass up. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, Theo. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> it took a total of three people. I was not this one child. I was off by one. You were, but <laughs> you were close. So you're telling me that this movie that I've never seen, <laughs> I'm just immediately guessing how it's going to turn out. Yeah. And just, just ever so slightly off. Yeah. This but, is why I don't like watching trailers. But to see everybody, that's the stuff. Check it out. It's if you can watch it under some kind of um how did rob from comics explained put it watch it using mind altering altering substances and you'll get one hell of a kick out of it see i was i was thinking that i should do that and thank you for recommending that it's 10 more points if you do it with a friend okay yeah i was watching it with my friend bro it was like riff tracks or uh, what's that show? No, no, no. Science like Theater Tracks or uh, Mystery Science Theater. Rift Tracks and MS Three Thousand are basically yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say both because I don't know how many people know both at this point, but yeah, <laughs> essentially it was like that. It was hilarious. So recommend it with a friend and with mind altering substances. But if you can't do both, do at least one or the other, or if you just can watch it by yourself, do so. With all, all the right. lights. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I'm done, so. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I'll go. I do uh-huh. have something now. I didn't have anything at first, but mine's going to be real short, like probably okay. five, maybe 10 minutes max. I'll say five minutes max, tops. Cool. If, that's all right with, if that's all right with everybody else. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because um, you said noun, person, place, or thing. So mine is a place, all right? Uh, dan- mo- one of the most dangerous lakes um, in the world is called Natron Lake. It is in northern Tanzania, mm-hmm. all right? Um, popular belief suggests that the water of this lake can turn anything into stone. There are many stone sculptures of animals, birds all around the lake. I'm going to throw a couple of pictures in the chat to show you guys real quick. Did did you just tell us that there's a lake that casts petrify on anything that's around it? Yes, sir. And if you don't believe it, look at those uh, pictures and tell me what you think. Interesting. That's yeah. um crazy, lonely. right? Yeah. Very crazy. Yeah. It's like I, I saw this. It's a... It's a some people that I follow um, on YouTube called the Bright Side, and I watched this video, I think like two years ago. But yeah, the thought just dawned on me while um, you guys were talking. I know, I mean, early, earlier, maybe like 15, 20, 30 minutes ago, somewhere in there. So I, kept, I this is that's why I was kind of quiet at first, trying to look, look this up. Um, but yeah, um, and the reason why um, things turn into stone or look like they're turned into stone is because the uh, pH level, the water's pH balance is very, very high. Like, uh-huh. so, yeah, most um, water is uh, between seven and nine, but this one is between nine and, and eleven. Oh shit! So, it's, it's a little bit higher than than the uh, other other lakes in the world. But yeah, you said the base level, correct? Base level, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it, it petrified a lot of different animals all around the lake. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty creepy if you ask me, you know. Yeah, it's very creepy. It's very, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Brian? Like, what exactly makes it petrify them, though? Let me see if I can find it. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with the pH balance, possibly. pH balance, and then, the, and then it's, oh, and it's also... Um, the uh, carbon dioxide that comes from the lake as well, based off based off the stuff that I'm reading. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah. Very. Um, yeah, and there, and there, there's a lot of um. I can't find the location of this lake, but there's a lake that also explodes uh, every now and again. <laughs> uh, yeah, as as funny as that sounds same off the off of the same exact um video that i saw um because of the carbon dioxide in the lake as well um whenever it, it, it reaches a certain number um from from like the base of the lake you know it, it bubble up and you'll you know it'll, it'll explode you know uh, and if you or any living thing is around it you probably will either get hurt really bad or die oh yeah. That's really fucked up. Yeah. And um the thing is, like, because of because of how hard the because of how high, sorry, the uh, carbon dioxide is in that lake, um, you can't even live around it. Oh. Um 
and they found this out because there was a tribe oh okay in africa i see it now um doesn't say where um but yeah there's a, there was a couple of tribes that they went to their their uh places and everybody over there was just dead oh sure they didn't know why until they tested them all out and so it was because of the high the high carbon dioxide that was in the area uh oh carbon high carbon dioxide and methane gas that's what the lake produces and that's why every now and again it will it will uh explode so yeah that's interesting yeah man yep yep it makes me wonder like what causes these phenomena you know what i mean yes sir like what what where's that lake connected oh. to that gives it that effect that's what i'm wondering too some it's uh off the first lake they think it's a volcano under it makes sense that's why it's uh very high with the ph balance or, or something like that that's what i think but yeah they don't say anything about the um second lake which i can't they don't even have the name of the second lake they all yeah they call it the explosive lake never mind but yeah but yeah those are the two things i guess it's kind of like that um bermuda triangle you know what i'm saying crazy phenomenons in the world yeah, that's you know? what it sounds like too, and that's actually sounds very interesting. Like I love stuff like that, like crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, me too, me too. So it makes you wonder, like, how is this world connected? Like, we still don't know a lot about this world, and we've been living on it for how long? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, so hundreds of thousands of years or something like that. I don't remember how early or late the uh, first man was found, or that woman from Africa, you know, was found. But yeah. yeah. She's perfect. I think she was one of the first uh, skeletons. So that's yeah. where they think all life came from, originated or came from Africa. So because of the uh, skeleton they found there. But anyway, I'm I'm done. Okay, that's good with you. Just want to throw my little two set up in there real quick. Do his two good. set. Gotta hear the sound. Two sets in one quarter. <laughs> Yep, I threw two paintings and that's it. That's all. <laughs> uh, Thomas, you want to go next? Thomas? Thomas? Oh, Thomas? sorry. I forgot I put uh, push the talk on. Um, <laughs> Thomas, we still can't hear you. So I will be talking about I, my. I, uh, guys. It's, I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm so I will be talking about my experience with this uh this one cemetery in Holland, Michigan, where I went to college. It's called Pilgrim Home Cemetery. And it's like maybe two, three blocks away from Hope College. Uh this cemetery uh has and it the one thing that I remember the most about it because I've tried to forget so much about this cemetery. I don't even like going past it anymore. Uh, it has a pentagram on the largest uh, tombstone that's there, and it looks like there's a ton of different scratches and everything on it, which doesn't look like it's weathered. It looks like claw marks from something digging its way out of the ground. Maybe no, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, they are on the ground. They're on the top of it, like all over it. There's just scratches and everything. And same thing with like a bunch of the other uh, tombstones in the area, like closest to this one tombstone. How big is this uh, tombstone? Do you know? Uh, I, I would say it's about six foot uh, high. 
damn, that is that that's that's my height. Shit. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big oh. tombstone. Exactly. Yeah, big tombstone. Shit. Damn. So, uh, my first story is me and two friends decided, hey, we're gonna go and uh to Meyer to go get some something to drink, something to eat, cause we wanted to. Uh, we decided that <laughs> taking the long way, we mapped it out. Taking the long way would have taken us an hour to walk there, but right. cutting through the cemetery would have only taken us 30 minutes. So, uh, cuts the time down in half. So, we were like, yeah, let's just go through the cemetery. Cemeteries aren't that bad, you know? Not a what? big deal. Yeah, sure thing. So, we're walking and walking and walking along. We're just having a conversation and we get close to this one, that one tombstone I was telling you about. And we all get this sudden urge like, yo, we should leave this place right now. Like all of us said that like we were looking around and said, we should probably leave right now. We didn't know why. So we just went ahead, kept going, went to the store, didn't think anything of it. On our way back, it was darker. And we decided to still cut through the cemetery. And, you know, we were just like, whatever. It's not a big deal. We had that one little thing earlier, but we probably just freaked out because through a cemetery. We get to the cemetery, start walking inside. As soon as we walk inside, one of my friends was like, yo, stop touching me. And the two of us were in front of him. And we we're like, how are we touching you when we're in front of you? So he decides to like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, wait, there's what? How is and didn't know what uh, was going on. So we kept we, we started walking faster. Um, then we started hearing like some laughter and we were like, who the fuck is laughing here? No, no one was there. Completely empty cemetery at night. So after we hear the laughter and everything, we start walking faster because we're like, no, 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 no. We got to get through here. And as we start walking, we're getting closer to that one uh, tombstone I was telling you about. And as we start getting closer and closer, uh, the friend that was out in front was just like, he just stopped suddenly. So we both like bumped into him and he was just like, yeah, I don't think we should keep walking this way. So we went back and took a longer way around and had to do it that way. Uh, the reason that he said that he stopped was he thought he heard something growling at him and it was like probably five feet away. No one else heard that. Uh-oh. So Damn. we were like, oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, let, let's let's get out of here. So we keep going and going and going. As as we are like going further away from this one tombstone, we start hearing like all three of us hear something like it's running towards us. So we were like, oh shit, and just bolted. And there's like this little it had rained, so it was probably like a, a storm drain or something like that. All three of us fell into that because we were running so fast and trying to get away from whatever was running behind us. Okay. And as soon as we fell into there, uh, we stopped hearing whatever was running. So we, you know, we get up and we're just like, all right, let's, let's hurry up and get the hell out of, away from here. Like, let's just go. So we get out of there and we're almost at the edge of the cemetery. There's a gate that you have to go through. You know, you open it up and walk through it. We open up the gate and as soon as the last person walks through, it slams shut. 
there's nothing mechanical on this gate at all. It's a regular gate. So that's story number one. Huh, that's interesting. Um, before you start talking Thomas, real talk, that sounds like the start of a scary movie, dog. And I was a black person in an all-white area. I was not about to have that scary movie happen to me. Yeah, no, you would have turned into a um, damn, what's his name? And where is this? Jordan Peele, Holland, Michigan. Holland, Michigan. Yep. Isn't so, it weird how the Midwest just has a lot of haunted places, bro? It is insane. Like I've heard about, uh, there's another place in Holland, Michigan that had a bunch of devil worshippers there back in the seventies. That place still has some weird things going on. And I think it's like the Elk Lounge now or something like that. That sounds like some Lovecraftian type shit. It kind of does. So, yeah. But um, I'm only going to tell two stories because the other stories are just like slightly weird events that happen to other people. And I want to I want to just say the ones that happened to me. So that that was that event. And that was like my oh no that was my junior year of college now we move way past that this is after college and has been for like uh about a decade now me and another friend uh this is my bro from another mother uh we driving along and that was the quickest way for us to get back home um we're driving along everything seems fine but as soon as we drive past this place i get this sensation like something is watching us as we're driving past and really does not want us to be there and i was like bro can can you just take like another way and he was like yeah we're almost past here and i was like yeah this does not feel right at all so he guns it past the cemetery and then you know we're just going along about our business and as soon as we get past the cemetery uh, we hit the stop sign. The stop sign, you know, nobody was coming. So we did our normal stop, uh, started moving forward. And then his brakes fail. Like they lock up and we're in the middle of the street. And we're just like, what the, what just happened? But he he had some car trouble earlier. So he just thought it was that. It was already happening like that. So we were just like, okay, whatever. No big deal. We're going along still. And... It feels like, you know, something's still watching me and we're just we're still going along about our business. The car stops again and the brakes lock up. This time we were doing about 30 when that happened. So we were just like, okay, now that's kind of weird. So he calls, you know, his mom. We're back on the way back home to his place and, you know, just let her know, like, hey, if something happens, blah, 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 blah. These things happen to us. We're just letting you know, just in case. She says, okay, fine. So we get out of the, uh, out of Holland and are going back to his city. Now, this is the even stranger part because while we're on the highway doing probably like 60, uh, he feels something like he starts to try to slow down and then the brakes lock up again. So the car kind of rises off the ground and comes back down. And we're like, what the hell? Like, this wasn't happening at all. And it, it couldn't have been, like, a coincidence because it's only happening as we were going faster and faster. So, the last time that that happened, 
we're trying to get off and this is going downhill uh we're probably doing about you know about 40 and the brakes lock up again but because it's going downhill the car lifts up even further and kind of tilts to the side and we're like no this isn't natural what's trying to flip us over uh the car you know drops back down and nothing else happens we try to turn on the car won't start we're effectively stranded in this place for no reason but during this whole time which i didn't tell you on purpose i had a fever uh that started when we passed the cemetery and it continuously got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until we got to that point and when it went up and went down that's when i uh just couldn't really take it anymore and uh yeah lost my my dinner and it was kind of oddly colored which also i didn't eat anything that color it was kind of like purplish green and what i had was chicken and fruit punch so yeah uh after that we we haven't gone past that cemetery anymore seems like um you might want to stop taking shortcuts bro yeah i'm being typical man mm. oh no 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 no! Th this wasn't even like the typical thing to do because the the way that we were going to go before it was construction so we had to take that shortcut oh well, i'm gonna be going so fuck that you gotta cut through the cemetery uh since we, and, we were playing the scooby-doo game well, the cutting through the cemetery, that was in college and it was just like, it's literally the fastest way to get there. That was, that was it. It was just the fastest way. So, yeah. Th those were my two stories about a scary place. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, those nice. were interesting. Like, yeah, that's some the beginning of a horror movie type of stuff. Yeah, that's what we were thinking too. Because uh, when we got back to his mom's place, uh, we told her everything that happened, and she immediately went, got some oil, prayed over us, blessed us, and was like, okay, hopefully you all are good. Uh, and we'll see, you know, how everything works in the morning. In the morning, fever was completely gone. I, I felt nothing. It was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm yeah, great. That was, um, that was some shit. Like, yep. Yeah, that was some shit. Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, right. who's next? Ride, ride, the cool guy. Oh, Joe. I guess I guess I um, can unless Joe wants to go. I mean, I mean, I can I can take the flow. I mean, all you gotta talk about is the tall man, cause y'all already heard my spooky stories. Oh yeah, those yeah, are some good stories. We 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 did. <laughs> Especially the one that I was already privy to. That ooh man, that one. Yeah, but it, it did. I mean, I mean, my mom told me to rest. Cause she's like the kids. The kids survived, but they killed all the grown folks and left the kids in the house. But enough about that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about Tall Man. Since you was bringing up cemeteries and stuff like that, let's talk about Jebediah, the Tall Man from fucking Phantasma. And man... I think there's like six, six 
episodes. I mean, not six episodes, six movies. I've only seen one through five. So let's get to the point. Jebediah was a, a undertaker, and he was also a scientist. You know. Now I'm bringing you to the point of the origin of the tall man. He was just this scientist who was trying to figure out a way to stop people dying. Like he wanted to, like, so I can die. Do it this way and that way. So, some way, somehow, he built this contraption that he can slip into another dimension. He came back, he wasn't himself. Jebediah was not himself. So, we're gonna, we gonna get to the story of Tommy, Reggie, and no, Mike, Michael. Jody and Reggie, three friends. No, Jody and uh, Mike, brothers. The tall man took his mother and father down the line. He took took um Jody, but the way that everything was being lied about was like Jody died in a car accident. But Mike was like, no, he didn't die in a car accident. Um, the tall man took him. The tall man took him. The tall man took him. No, your brother died in an accident. It's just him and Reggie that's alive. I'm down to the point of the matter. The tall man has all these little minions. Like, they're like dwarves. Like, he grabs it. He digs up all the graves. Take everybody out of their coffins. Push them down to dwarves. And that's that. You my minions. And I send you to go do some shit. You go do it. Uh, he has like these incredible flying fucking object, fucking massage balls and some shit that <laughs> stick to your head and drain your brain, your brain and shit. But they also like from the people that's dead, takes their brain and put them inside this ball that flies around the motherfucker. So. As I'm getting down to this movie, because I was like, let me watch, because I used to be freaked out about the fucking tall man. I don't want to run into nobody in the cemetery that's over, like, seven-some foot, and I'm an undertaker. No, I'm good. So, I'm watching this movie. I get into the more parts of this movie. This man isn't unstoppable. He's supernatural. You can kill him. You can burn him. You can do whatever you want to do. The man has been through so much time that he can come back. He can he can manipulate himself. He can he's a shapeshifter. He can he can be a woman. He can be a man. He can be a child. The whole beginning of this fucking movie, man. This dude was in the cemetery doing something with this woman, and come to find out, it was it was it was the motherfucking Undertaker. I was like, holy shit, no. So, on your note, Thomas, uh, after seeing this movie or watching these movies, I don't take shortcuts through cemetery. Um, yeah, I, I can see why. I look at, <laughs> sometimes when I look at uh, uh, zombie movies or when I used to stay up north, I'm like, man, you know what? We're too close to a cemetery. When I moved out of Hammond, the guy was trying to give me an apartment. He's like, Oh yeah, you can stay in this apartment, but it was across the street from the cemetery. I said, you crazy? No. 
Uh-uh, uh-uh, no, I, I don't want this. Take me back <laughs> to the that I, that I Yeah, that makes right. sense. Hey, he's I like, can you understand. Yeah, he's yep. like, why? Well, I was like, because I don't want to be close to no cemetery. Dude, dude I, I don't want to be close to no cemetery. I don't want to be around the fucking cemetery. Right. I'm going to give y'all a bonus. I'm going to give y'all a bonus, and I was a kid, and this is what happened. My mom and my sister, I had to have been about five. I am looking for, I'm chasing after them. I'm chasing after them. And I didn't know what my auntie house looked like. I'm five. So they ran in the house. I don't know where they at, but I've been running the whole streets like around I say about seven o'clock. Across the way, I decided to stop looking for this house. So I'm sitting at a fucking cemetery watching the cars go by. So like somebody gonna notice me. I'm sitting there. I'm gonna sit here on my ass until someone come pick me up. My mom turns around and says that Got up that night and you walked out the house and said, Mom, I'm not no sleepwalker. I remember chasing after you and Tasha and y'all decided to just run off and leave me. I said, I walked around this house, past this house so many times, wasn't nobody outside. So I sat across, I looked both ways, ran across the street and sat across the street over there on 127 at the cemetery. Right there. That fucking... It's not bare oaks. But it's oak I don't know. But I sat right there. And from the stories of the day, my mom always said that I um but I I ran out the house. I walked out the house because my auntie was asking, like, is is Lester in the house? Is he in the bed? Is Lester in the house? And my mom like, yeah, he in the bed. He right here in the bed. Come to find out it was my sister that was in the bed, not me. So yeah. Terrified of fucking cemeteries. I am terrified if some shit do pop up out the dirt. I'm terrified of the motherfuckers. I mean, sad, right, Teddy. So when yeah, I go to the cemetery next week, you're not coming then? No, hell no, dude. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> no. Thomas is a team player, Joe. Thomas the team player. Look, y'all Scooby Games, y'all go ahead, man. Y'all, y'all do y'all. Thomas, thing. Thomas, Thomas gonna take a shortcut through you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I some cemeteries they don't feel evil. Other cemeteries they do. I say always the ones that feel evil to me. I'm gonna tell you something. This is how I feel. If you turned around, all right, you, I'm, I'm listening. I listened to your story. You walked through it. Y'all took a shortcut. Y'all did this. And shit. If I was within that group, I'd be like, man, I gotta find me another way because I can't. Oh no, we we never took that way again. I know. <laughs> you think we would have taken that? No, not after that. See, I'm just saying. For me, I'm like, no, nah, I can't. It can't happen. No, I'm out of here. I'm going this way. But <laughs> I have dealt with other shit. I mean. I was never scared of lightning. I'm trying to get over that fear now. You know what I'm saying? But when I was 14, my grandmother used to like grab all the kids and pull us in the hallway. And I was 
why do you do this? She was got a lightning. As I got like in like 16, 17, I used to be freaked out. Like I ain't walking down the street if somebody walking with me. It's in the rain or start thunder. Oh, so, wow. So I'm trying to really fight that fear and be like, no, I don't need to be scared of this, you know, but I used to walk up and down the street to go to the store for my mom or anything else like that. And it started thunderstorming. No, I used to be the kid that used to watch this shit from the window and be like, oh man, that's fascinating. But man, no. Turn around and be like, uh-uh, I can't. I'll freeze up. Soon I see the lightning scattering through the sky. I I understand that because my grandmother was always telling me like, hey, when when it's raining outside or thunderstorming, stay off the phone, turn off all the lights because you don't want the house to get hit yeah. by lightning and stuff like that. But after, you know, looking at science more, that, that's <laughs> very much not going to happen. Right, yeah. that, that was that was my way of getting over that that sort of similar fear that you had. Right, like for me, it's like um, when it happened, I go outside the job and I stand out there and I look. I don't look up and be like, don't pay attention to what's happening. This guy's just right. that's it. That's all. It, you wouldn't. I never seen children of the corn, but shit. Um, hey, hey, guess what? There's a cemetery involved. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't do. No. <laughs> no. Oh, that no. that movie, I completely understand. If I ever see a group of children that are just up and looking, staring at me, menacingly, but aloofly, no, all of them are getting decapitated. <laughs> and they stand <laughs> I went to a blue man party. I mean, they house one in the blue man's house, and where his parents' house, and there's nothing but cornfield. I had to ask him. I was like, I was like, if anything break down and y'all need help, cop wise, what do y'all do? He's like, well, we cut through the cornfield, we run to the neighbor's house, and I was like, fuck that shit, because I'm looking at this cornfield like no. So it wasn't no phone service. I'm literally the only black man there. It's like, holy shit, you know. So I'm there with my girlfriend, but I'm just like, oh shit. Shit jump off. I'm dead. You're dead. If you ain't keeping up and you being typical, I'm leaving you. I'm just I'm just saying. Just <laughs> Oh shit. Nah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that completes my story, but tall man, I mean, for all these dudes that have supernatural strength that can live through shit, and, and I just watched um, Halloween, I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. No I one can die. Like, I was literally told, like, because I had on my um, black leather jacket, the fur on it, and at least at the time when I had on my uh, red glasses, I was thought I looked like a super villain and that they did not want me to run into me in, a, in an alley because of course my height and of course my size. So so tall men, like having that height can make things a lot scarier for people. I wouldn't say that you look like a super villain with those on, but oh, you do look man. like Rodan from Bayonetta. I mean, that man looks like a super villain to be honest. 
<laughs> he does not look like a supervillain to me. He looks like an honest business owner. He's the devil. He looks like an honest business owner. He's the devil. <laughs> okay. Who owns an honest business? The devil. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the business of selling weapons that kill angels. It seems like an honest business to me. <laughs> He's the devil. Okay. Oh, that dude, he looks badass, man. Oh, that's yeah. right. I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out right. who y'all talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big swole ass. Yeah, bro Don badass. Yeah, that's, that is his name. I'm like, bro Don, bro Don. The name doesn't, I can't think of a name. Oh, that dude. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He looks badass, yo. Yep. But anyway. Yeah. Last mm-hmm. but not least, Bri Bri. The cool guy. Finally, my turn. You're right. <laughs> well, where do I begin? Where do I begin? I just want to thank everybody for coming to the nice. I'm, I'm joking. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow, what I gotta get one in, Brian. I gotta get one in. I'm sorry, dude. It's been a while since I messed with you. Oh, shit. That was fucked up. That was so fucked up. Sorry, Brian. I'm sorry. I'm messing with you a little bit. I would have loved to Brian space like What happened to the kid? Or what the kid did? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? Anyways, I'm going to start with a person that scared me when I was a kid. I'm, of course, talking about he who must not be named. Thomas Riddle himself, Lord Voldemort. From the Sorcerer's Stone all the way up to the later movies that I watched. Like, when I first saw Voldemort in his first in the first movie as a kid, like, me and my brothers were so terrified. Like, we were sharing beds We were because we didn't want Voldemort to suddenly appear and rip off our covers Ooh, and catch us okay. bomb. Like, that's how scared we were. Um, just to, not to interrupt you, but... I get that because the first time you actually see Voldemort, he's literally a face on the back of somebody's head. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, so I, I understand. Definitely is. Because when I first yeah. saw that, I was creeped the fuck out. But continue, Brian. You know, even to his other entrances, there's just Voldemort is just a scary guy. From the things he did, to the life he led, to the things he continues to do, right to the end, were just terrifying. Like, like eat your heart out, Palpatine. (laughs) Palpatine was just an insidious bastard, hence the name Darth Sidious. But Voldemort, that guy was just pure evil. Uh, I'm going to say something blasphemous. Voldemort mm-hmm. is what Sidious wanted to be. Because he always yeah. had a way of coming back to life. But continue. <laughs> Anywho, the next person that definitely terrified me was... Griffith. 
from Berserk. Agreed. Actually, no, it wasn't terrifying. Really? It, it was more um, primal hate and disgust at this piece Ooh. of shit garbage. Okay. Like, all that hatred, I understood why. And that's what's scary, you know, man? Like, Griffith is a... He's a person. A filthy, disgusting person who who, who pursued his own desires and nothing else. I would never give Griffith the prestige of being a person. Well, he stopped being a person. No, even before that, no. Like after after knowing what he did, no, he he was never a person. Well, let me push back against that a little bit, but not in the way that you think. Griffith represents the potential of evil that humanity can have. He's a person, but he reached that dark side of humanity to the point where he became human no more. Okay, I can go with that. And I'm going with that because of the uh, Chapter Black arc in Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay. Chapter Black, too. But, um... I'm definitely... I think for the final final person that terrified me... Trying to remember his name, but... uh, This is a real-life person, but... It would probably have to be Issei Sekigaki. This the name is sounds a, familiar, but I don't remember who. He is a man who killed and ate a woman in France and is still alive and free to this day due to several complications. Like, what? Yeah, he, and this is the thing, and and this is, uh, think back to the many podcasts ago when I talked about the major problems that Japan has. Yeah. This was way back in the day. This was like, I think, I want to say like in the early 80s, mid 70s. So it was different, but so Sakagaki was this guy who, ever since he was a kid, had these cannibalistic urges. And as he got older, he actually said to himself, you know what, this is fucked up, I need to go talk to somebody. And, but his dad, a very affluent person, said, yeah, no, to to disregard all this, I'm just going to send him somewhere far away. So he sends him to a university in, in Paris. And lo and behold, he gets the surge again. And his unfortunate victim was this very attractive young woman whom he, after one failed attempt, shot her dead and then spent days cutting her up and eating her. And they finally arrested him after they caught him with a suitcase full of her dismembered body parts and then they put him in a French in a French psych ward for like 4 to 6 years 
but then he was deported and they sealed his court files right because what he did was so fucking crazy they just let him made him mentally unfit so he went to a mental institution not prison and those files are sealed so the japanese authorities couldn't pursue their own case so that fucker walked and now he's still alive to this day that's pretty fucking scary that's very scary yep that's 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 Find him like find the guy. I think you can find him on YouTube. It's Let's see. like that that sends chills down my spine because not only is it a real person, but again, referring back to what I said earlier about Griffith, humanity has the potential to go that dark, and that's some, some awful shit. fucked up shit. Yeah, dude. yeah, that's some. Shit. Um, after that, I guess I'll go to a thing. And there is this one thing. Again, I've been following the YouTube channel, Mr. Ballin. He's telling me all these scary, all this creepy, weird, scary shit. And there's one that particularly took stood out about a certain supernatural object called a Dybbuk box. Oh, I know what a Dybbuk box is. Never yeah, so. Oh, a you're <laughs> a, is an evil spirit in Jewish folklore. And this particular story, I think, is what started the Dybbuk box scare. Because I think a lot of it is a bunch of hoaxes and bullshit. Most I think there was also some, there was some, I think there was a certain some incidents involving Post Malone owning a Dybbuk box. No, he touched somebody who opened a Dybbuk box, who owned a Dybbuk box. Oh, weird huh. anyway so a divic box is essentially at least in this particular story uh it was an old wine box from uh what was it poland i think so uh and you know uh, it got bought by this guy in oregon and all of a sudden all this scary shit started happening around i mean like Furniture's getting thrown around. Lights are blowing out. People are having awful dreams about this woman wearing a black veil, gouging out their eyes and waking up with bruised eyes and scratch marks all over their body. Sheesh. And, you know, it's a little thing. It's just this old, it's just pictures of this old wood box and inside is a little stone tablet with the word Shalom on it. Like a little headstone and a bunch of other little little trinkets inside. But apparently something very, very evil and malevolent was inside, was trapped inside this box. To the point that they acted so bad that the original owner, owner and the other person who were accosted by these dreams and these awful things got a hold of it and called a rabbi to seal the Dybbuk back in the box. Now, I've never had a true haunting experience before. Count yourself lucky. Okay. 
Part of me wants to go and find haunted places. I'm sure I can find one around. I've always had a fascination with the paranormal. Yeah, just Google search it. Don't, don't, um, don't. But uh, that's a pretty scary thing. Uh, another scary thing that always scared me was... Well, not really a thing, but more of a legend regarding a series of things by the series of swords that are labeled Muramasa. Ooh, interesting. You know, the story of of the swordsmith Muramasa who was supposedly possessed by evil, by something evil as he smiths his swords and all of his hatred and all of his pain and all of his grief was lived on in the swords he forged. And so there's always these legends surrounding the Muramasa sword in Japanese folklore. And like... No, go ahead. Back home, in, back in my house, in my mother's house in Florida, I have something that I received from my father that he received from an uncle who served in World War II. It is a Japanese officer's saber. And I look at this saber and I see certain markings on it. Unfortunately, it's not mint condition anymore because I was 16 when I got it. So, you, you know. You were playing with it? I did. I played with it. It was fun. Oh, I'm sure. But now, like, the lock pin is snapped off and the tip of the blade is kind of flattened. But to be fair, that blade is old as shit, so... <laughs> it could be fixed. Yeah. But... Um... And, you know, I look at this blade and I think... and I And I remember one time... I'm, I'm sitting I'm sitting there looking at the blade. It's late at night and the power goes out, right? And I'm looking around holding the blade and I just go to sheath it. And then shortly after that, you know, uh, power came back on, no big deal. And I go to sleep. And I had this nightmare. You know, I was like, I just had this nightmare. I was in this dark place, this dark, dingy, dingy place that I'm not familiar with. Everything is dead silent. And it's just me, uh, a person who I believed I was familiar with, but couldn't, I cannot remember. But I do remember seeing a man holding the same sword that my father gave me and just chasing after me, screaming. And I just ran and ran. And then I fell and I woke up and I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? 
Wow. Wow. Like, I don't know. I don't remember. It's, it's very vague. I just remember seeing the sword and this man screaming. I don't remember if he said anything. I don't remember if he was yelling anything. I don't even remember. I just remember the silhouette of a man standing in a hallway holding a sword that looked a lot like the one that I had. And, you know, I wake up and there's the sword laying at the foot of my bed. So Was that, that where you left it? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember setting it down, going to sleep. But Okay. Well, I didn't know if you had, like, set it down somewhere else and went to sleep. But, like, you know, maybe that was, like, a memory of the person who originally owned that saber before it was pried off his corpse. Could who knows? That, 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 that thing probably has a story to tell. I never took the time to figure out, figure out, out that story, but I'd like to do that someday. Get with my dad. We could probably take a peek at that thing. Figure out its history. I would say, yeah, definitely. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, that's, that's, I guess, my second scary object. I would say, yeah, definitely, like, talk to your dad about that. Well, my dad has all the qualifications to do shit like that now. Yeah. But, uh, as for a scary place, well, let me see. You want to know the truth? Public restrooms. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. I try uh, not to use them unless I have to pee. Bruh. Like public restrooms. I just remember I was a kid at the movie theater, and it was late, and I was in the theater with my brother. We were just relieving ourselves after watching the movie. I forget which one. Maybe it was one of the Star Wars movies. But all of a sudden, we heard this cluttering, and then we heard a loud scream, and we just took off. And, like, then there was another time I was out in a, in a campsite going to the, to, the, to, the, to the public restrooms there, and I just remember hearing this big rustling around on the restroom and I was just trying to kind of drop a deuce right and I hear that shit uh uh my sphincter was pretty damn tight that's all I'll say yeah no. like public restrooms at night not fun like especially uh, I think there was even this one creepy time I was out at this rest stop and there was nobody there, but you know, my my mom was in the car. My brothers were by the were by the snack machines, and my dad was with them. And I went to the restroom, and I just remember the light flickering and flickering. And as I'm about to finish, I feel like I feel like I've someone was in there with me, you know. I could yeah. not confirm that, but 
You know, I walk because there was no other cars there at the time, right? And right. So I, I was so quick to get out there that that I didn't quite finish. And then we just packed up in the car and went back on our merry way. But just, remember in those times as a kid in those creepy ass restrooms and that creepy ass spot, that ungodly hour. Public restrooms of any kind at night. I, mm. yeah, public restrooms. Scary place. I'm surprised they're my... not. Sorry. I'm surprised... No, it's okay. I'm sorry. I was interrupting you. Go ahead and finish. So, my final scary place. Under the water at night. But, uh, like, I don't like being underwater, period. Like, yeah. I just always would remember going, like, don't get me wrong, I have pl being grown up by the beach, I had plenty of good, good memories of being in the ocean at night, but but, like, I remember I was out lops, catching lobsters with my dad in West Palm Beach, and the water during the daytime, we had three separate dives and during the in the in the, the day dive, the water was beautiful, like a swimming pool. You know, I, I I lived on the by the Gulf of Mexico, and the water was always green and murky. But this water was blue and pristine. And then, the dusk dive came, and there was everything was out there. I saw nurse sharks. I saw sea turtles sleeping. I saw all kinds of cool fish. We didn't catch that many lobsters, but then came the night dive. And I remember getting briefly separated, you know, my dad and this one other guy who didn't have a partner. So we kind of just three weighed it. And I remember getting briefly separated from dad and him. And I'm looking around at the bottom of autumn of 80 feet of water. And all of a sudden, I turn my head and I see this big ass stingray fly. I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm talking like those stingrays that. It wasn't one of those big stingrays, but holy shit, it was a big old stingray that just cruised by. I'm like, fuck no! I almost. I lost my regulator. Popped out of my mouth. I'm like, I almost. I almost inhaled a bunch of salt water. And I'm just like, my flailing for my light. Being under the water is no fucking joke, man. Yeah, definitely a lot you of... Are, you are out of your element. You are out of your element, man. Like, you and your... Like, Thomas, you and your cemetery stories are fine. That's scary. But, dude... Down at the bottom of, of, of a seafloor... Pitch black everywhere around you... And all you have to truly keep make yourself survive is the damn air tank on your back. That's something I would never do. And the only thing you could see was within view of your light. And I had somehow lost both those things briefly. But then finally, I got my rake back in my mouth and I saw the lights from other people. 
And then eventually that was my dad, and I just swam right over to him, and we just went back up. Didn't catch shit. Yeah, going in the sea at night, man, dude, that's... Yeah, that, that's... I, I would not want to do that. Like... That's, like, next to seeing, like, plankton glowing in the dark in the water. That was one of my next biggest experiences in the ocean. But the other one was cool and fun. That one was just... Oof. Don't get me wrong, I love scuba diving, but... It's been a while since I've done it, obviously, but... And I love swimming. I love being in the water, but not at night. I can't do it. Not not by myself. Never by myself. It seems like even with a buddy, you have to be careful because that's the water. It's a. It's I'm just I'm, just I'm just glad that stingray was all I saw. If it was something like a sand tiger shark, yeah, man. You see one of those things at night. I you run because those things and those needle-like teeth are in their teeth at their feeding time is a bad combo. <clears throat> uh, but that's all my scary stuff. Oh man, yeah, you you have some great stories there, especially yeah, the too. especially with the public bathroom. I'm surprised there's not more scary stories with public bathroom. There, there are so many times in horror movies where there's like, oh, someone walks into a public bathroom and then they get brutally murdered. I mean, yeah, but nothing like a ghost story. Like, yeah, we see that all the time. But no, there was ghost stories. Never... Remember Candyman? That was a public bathroom that those people got killed in. I don't see it often enough. Like, I can, I can understand that. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's okay. You got a handful of stories. I'll change it to that, but. Nothing centered around a public bathroom. Like, you're not going to see I'm going to kill you on the wall. And then suddenly they come out the toilet. Okay. I do have one story about that. It's a Japanese story. Hanako-san. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Hanako-san. Yeah. So this is a story of some little girl who got uh, killed. And for some reason, she's haunting the third uh, bathroom stall and the girls' bathroom on the third floor of whatever building this is in. Okay, and, I, know, I see you keeping up with yeah. the thing. All right. I oh, oh no, that. there's more to the thing. So you knock on that door three times and then <laughs> ask for Hanako's side. <laughs> and then if if uh, two things could happen, first thing. She'll pop up and she'll ask you one of two questions. Answer it honestly, you die. Don't answer it honestly, you die horribly. Second thing is... No, 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 I'm not done yet. Second thing is, there's this three-headed lizard thing that pops up and then damns you and then eats you. So, either way, you're dead. So, it's like, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But then, you know, you have a lot of uh, Japanese students who try this, and uh, of course it doesn't work. And they're like, oh, well, Hanako didn't come and get me. Ha 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 ha. Well, if there was somebody that just so happened to be hiding in that third stall, they could make it seem like, yeah, this is a real thing. And it could be a real horror story. 
aim Hanako-san now. Hanako-san. Okay, fine. I retract my statement. Okay. Be with me forever. <laughs> but, alright, I guess since that's everybody's story, we're going to go ahead and close out here. Just want to thank you for... Oh, you getting scared, Zach? Uh, maybe. Kinda. Um, oh. I, I just want to thank everybody for clicking on our little podcast. You know, please subscribe, like our stuff, hit us up on social medias at the Night Shift Bandits, donate to us via Patreon, and go fund me, of course. Um, and of course, hit up our other podcast perspectives discussion. We talk about love and our life and our relationships. Recently, we did an episode on the new Dave Chappelle sketch, so want to hear our opinions check it out but hey if you i'm giving a warning about that right now if you can't handle different opinions about certain things you can skip that one but if you can check it out but hey hey here at the nice Bandits and perspectives we accept when all did, beliefs and when, personalities so, um, you when, did become, when did people become such um, such pussies man like that's all i had to say on that 1996 Fair. <laughs> the year of our Lord. Anyways, anyway, thank you for listening once again. We're punching out so you all can punch in. Tune with us next week. Enjoy your night shift. This has been the Night Shift Bandits. <laughs> Bye. Check you later, everybody. Bye.